I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. I feel the whole ambience of the studio has changed today. Why? Well, there's an ambience strike for a start. Oh. No, because... Do you not like like the candles I've put out? (laughs) Well, they're all right, but uh, where do you get them from? Um... And Summers. <laughs> I'm not liking the shape. You don't like the shape? No, I don't like the shape. I find that on, on, unnerving. Um, <laughs> Why no, has the ambience changed? Well, because um, a, a very on Gareth thing happened this morning. He, he sort of registered the fact that Emily was wearing um, a see-through <laughs> top today. And one don't of the get things... the listeners all worried. It's not totally... I'm not, I haven't turned worried, up my underwear. All worried. I think the webcam has just exploded <laughs> from... <laughs> Men all over. No, but um, so what I like about Gareth, he doesn't have that kind of, uh, you know, blokey, blokey, whoa, look at her about him. But today, a it terrible is, yeah. shadow went across <laughs> him. You know, when you're on the beach on holiday and a shadow goes across him, you think, <laughs> no, it was so lovely and warm, and now it's cold and stark. <laughs> it was like that. I'm not made of stone. No. I'm flesh and blood. Uh, you're just happy to see me. Is it? <laughs> yeah. He didn't. All, all he said, all he said, said was, "I just, I took my jacket off." Oh no! Do, do we have to and, relive the moment? And he just went, "Oh, yeah, well, exactly." <laughs> oh, <laughs> was all he said. It was the slight that bead the of saliva sound? in the corner of the mouth. I just noticed. Oh, we discourage through, that on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> bear, in, bear in mind the average. Absolute listeners, the 38-year-old man in a black T-shirt. and Same words, white snake. They don't need encouraging to, the, to that. So we're discouraging. Okay. We're, 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 um, what is that new kind of man that they're talking about in the papers? Oh, 4D week? man. 4D, 4D man. four-dimensional. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't Gareth do was very four-dimensional this morning. <laughs> He's certainly, he certainly three-dimensional <laughs> from where I was sitting. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to text us about anything this morning, we're on 8, 12, 15. Yes, it's a silly number, but I didn't come up with it. And um, our guest is Jeremy Hardy, which oh. I must say I'm very excited about because when I first started as a stand-up comedian, Jeremy Hardy was, I think the phrase is, the bee's knees. Mm. Small, dark, hairy, <laughs> slightly covered in pollen. <laughs> no, no, he was really, um, he was, you know, what one wanted to be. So that's very exciting. I don't mean a, a socialist <laughs> revolutionary. I mean, he was mm. a very funny comic and still is. So I'm looking forward to that very much. I shall be straight off um, after this show. Are you? I What's got a phone on? call last night. I was needed. So um, where are you off to? I'll be off to the BBC Centre. BBC Set Paul's Centre. Yeah, BBC Centre. I'm just trying to remember which part of the BBC I was going to. Yeah, I'm. Uh, what are you doing there? Well, I tell you what. I'm. I'm being interviewed by Miranda Hart. Oh, I like her. Oh, she's great. But mm. um, I tell you, I'm being interviewed for. You know, when you watch someone's show and you get like the red dot in the corner of the screen. Oh yeah, and you press the the red the red. Oh, the dot. interactive button. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, so when when a sitcom starts, you'll press the red dot, or you you might not, but you have the option to press the red dot, and then it'll go to her interviewing me. In other words, oh. why is she interviewing you for her show? Don't say it so rudely like that, Gareth. Curvy, <laughs> no, disrespectful. What's <laughs> happened to you? I suppose you'd rather I did Pamela Anderson in your current <laughs> mode. No, what do you mean? What's it's just an extra bit? Um, for her show, 
So it's her show that's on telly. Well, she'll interview a different person every oh, week. Oh, I see. see. Okay. You, you see. Yeah. So yes, I've reached a point now where I'm doing red dot work. That's that's how how bad stuff oh, has got. I'm not even on the main. You have to you have to start. You have to manipulate your handset to even get to me. I'll watch you. I'll interact. I'll press the red button. Yeah, where you're, you're inter- concerned. You'll interact. All right, we've had enough interaction from you this morning, madam. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, so Jeremy Hardy's on. You can text us on 8.12.15. And Emily's um, on webcam number three today. Vote oh, Kate. Vote Kate. I saw that's what I say. I love no, Kate. You love her, don't you? I think she's no. great. Vote for her. Although I have got a bit of a soft spot now for One Direction. What? Oh. Yes. Wow. I've discovered, um, I am informed that the one with the big fringe, I know they've all got a big fringe. They've all got a big fringe. No, but he's got a particularly, he looks like he's being clasped by um, Chewbacca. If you can imagine <laughs> Chewbacca's holding him on by the That's head. That's something of a fantasy of mine. <laughs> yeah, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently he's a season ticket holder at the Bromley Road end. Chewbacca? Of West Not Chewbacca. I wouldn't want to be stood behind him. <laughs> no, the guy from um, One Direction oh, is a wow. season ticket holder at West Bromwich Albion. Oh. So obviously, I mean, he, he ain't no Katie Wazel. No. But I'm, but I'm, um, I'm sort of backing him. I guess. And relax. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Foo Fighters. Um, Foo Fighters, of course, they're a fairly iconic band. Not as iconic as their previous um, manifestation, Nirvana. But um, speaking of iconic bands, guess what I did this week? Guess what I did? Does it involve West Bromwich Albion? No, it usually does. An iconic band. It involves an iconic band. Yes, you get in a fight with ABBA. I got a fight with Firm Britain. (laughs) It was was an iconic gastric band. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I I laid down a track. I say I laid down a track with the Fairport Convention. Oh. You know Fairport Convention? Le- no, Le- I do. Leaf and Leech and all Gareth that. doesn't, he's no, pretending really to. They, know are the, they are the very godfathers of folk rock. Yeah, they oh. were folk. So um, they said, we're doing a song about the, the ukulele. Um, and it's, it's about the history of the ukulele. Where does it's the time go? About, Sorry, that's not a, a reflection <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like that Sorry, song. Th- she's preparing a meal in, <laughs> in the corner there, just adding the herbs. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, um, Gordon Ramsay's he's opened a small uh, restaurant in here. <laughs> that's all he can afford at the moment. Oh, he's got nasty anyway. Not, that's I'm another story. I, he asked me to work as his manager. I wouldn't have anything to do. <laughs> My God, did that hurt? Yeah. Is that we, what just he said? A, we just had a text from him saying that about <laughs> what Frank just said. <laughs> what from? The, yeah, Gordon Ramsay. My God, did that hurt? Oh come that's on! What he said. <laughs> I, I think he should have sent an open lettuce. <laughs> That's what, perhaps that was a mix-up. Send an open lettuce, will you, to the uh, to the mirror? Not an open lettuce. Oh, come on, you Ryan! No, you can't say the words. <laughs> no, you can't say the words. No. So anyway, so I went across uh, to this uh, cottage in Oxfordshire, which is where you want to meet Fairport Convention, because all those—if you look at any of those old folk rock legends—if mm. read about their albums, there's a fantastic book. If, if, if you have any interest in that kind of music at all, there's a book called Electric Eden, which I'd very much recommend. Mm. And, and these bands, like uh, uh, Incredible String Band and, and Fairport, they always hire a cottage somewhere. And they just go <laughs> there and they just—they—they—they. Yeah. They, they, 
do various things and they make music, man. Like, I don't like the sound of the various things. Well, I didn't want to go into too much detail oh, okay. this summer in the morning. Some of it involved, you know, things that come in small packets. Oh. Um, no, no, I didn't mean that. Oh, OK. Gareth, Gareth, <laughs> Gareth, don't give me that look. Um, so... Uh, uh, so Rick, Rick the uh, the violin player, he's such a sweet. He's one of the sweetest. What's his name, Rick? Yeah, Rick. Oh, very seventies musician. I like yeah. that. And uh, now he's brilliant. He wears the ethnic hats. You know the ethnic hats, small ethnic hat. In fact, we had our photo took at one point. We had me ukulele out, and he said, um, "Oh, hold on, I'll, I'll I'll change my hat." And he went off. Oh, Tommy Cooper. Yeah, he went <laughs> off in his in one ethnic hat and come back in one almost exactly the same and said, "Oh, that's better." Anyway, so um, I'll tell you the kind of guy he is. He, he's, he, he lives alone, right? And uh, when you get there, you do think there are, there are big pluses. Uh, not that I'd, I'd, I'd never want to give up my calf, but there are big pluses to living alone when you could. You must know this. Mm. Um, the ethnic hats are just the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have had the odd one left behind. There's the odd fairs. Maybe on the, the odd fairs lying around. The odd fairs on the bedpost. <laughs> just like that. So, um... <laughs> Uh, this is this is what Rick, it was quite cold in his cottage, right? Um, and he, all he was wearing, I mean, he, he has like you know jeans, trainers, and he's got like a, a, a Fairport Convention tour T-shirt on, which is all I've ever really seen him in. Mm. And, and he's he said, got a box of those in the garage. I'm guessing. So he, he said, uh, "Oh, it's getting a bit cold." So he went off into his room. He come back in with a with a different. To a t-shirt over the top of the other one. Oh, good on him for that. <laughs> I thought that was a little insight into his wardrobe. <laughs> and uh, and Bobby Bragg was there. Billy Bragg. No, Bobby Bragg. Oh, sorry. Who's, is that the brother? Oh no, not Billy. Bra- <laughs> you know, Marky Smith. They once asked Marky Smith, the lead singer with the Four, in an interview, what what frightened him, and he says Billy Bragg in a lift. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bobby. You know Bobby. I'll explain about oh, okay. Bobby. But we have to, we have certain commitments to the advertising oh, business. So I'll, I'll, I'll be back with Bobby Bragg. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, so I was. Meanwhile, we're in the cottage. We're in, in Oxford. the cottage in Oxfordshire. <laughs> the, the Fairport Convention violinist is at one side wearing two 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 t shirt. You try saying two two a t shirt. That'd be a great um, new. Write that down. I'm always two looking for a new tongue twister. <laughs> two two a t shirt. So, anyway, um, Bobby Bragg is a he's a comic, right? And I assume Bobby Bragg is not his real name. This is in the days when comics always used to change their names. Hang on, why was Bobby Bragg there then? He's a mate, see, he's a mate. Oh, anyone oh, just turns up. Well, he used to be the warm-up on, uh, on a TV show I used to do, so I know him from that, and then it's, it all comes together. He's got great stories. He was on, about, he was on a cruise once with um, Burt Whedon. You know Burt Whedon, Tune a Day? He wrote the great um, guitar tutor that ev- the Beatles and everyone learned from. Oh, OK. And, oh, yes, uh, I have heard of that, yeah. Yeah, Bert Whedon. And they were on... Uh, so this is the kind of story Bobby has. He said, we're on this... We're in the middle of nowhere, he says. Bert Whedon comes in and says, I've just seen a bloke go back on a... Uh, go past on a lilo. They're in, like, the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and um, it was a dead person. <laughs> oh, God. And it was... <laughs> No, apparently they used to... That, it was a kind of a, fun, a funereal rite in the Pacific Islands. Is they'd put them on a raft and just let them go. <laughs> and they just thought it was cheaper with a lilo. So they put yeah. those dead bodies going past on lilos. Oh. I don't know if they had the cocktail with the umbrella. <laughs> Let's hope not. Anyway, so that was... We went there. And have you ever thought about changing your name, Gareth? Um, I have thought... My mum said that if I wanted to change my name, it would be OK. 
No, I, I think you should. I think she's by. right. Was that a hint? <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that what you call regret? Maybe yeah. in her yeah. voice. If you know, if you don't want to drag our family into the mire, that's fine. <laughs> and did you consider yeah, it? No, I'm quite attached to it. Oh. I did, you know, that thing where I joined Spotlight to try and get acting jobs and never have. That's but, an actor's um, directory. Yeah, it's, an actor's yes, directory. It's, not, it's not a thing for thin dogs. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, for that, I had to change my name because there was already a Gareth Richards. So what I did was my middle name is John, so I hyphenated. So in that, my name is Gareth John Richards. <laughs> Where's the hyphen? Is horrible. It between John and... <laughs> Richards. Gareth John Richards. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. That is horrible. <laughs> so there was a bloke who used to play up front for the Wolves right. called John Richards, and it sounds like you've deliberately tried to oh muddle yourself My on dad's that. called John Richards. Is he? But why would oh, you hyphenate used to be Gareth Wolves? Also, three first names. What the hell's going on there? Gareth John Richards. Yeah, I don't like it, no, Frank. I don't like it one <laughs> bit. No. You could have gone for the initial in the middle, couldn't you? Gareth, Gareth J. Richards, as you know, as in the Stephen K. No, you K. can't Amos. do that. No, you, you can't, can't do that. that. No, they don't. Why are what you about? making up the rules? You can't do that. No, that was what they told us. They said that wasn't hasn't that stopped out. Stephen K. Amos. That's all I'm saying. No, he shortened that Kenrick, and he did it well. I <laughs> yeah. don't know if it was Kenrick, but it no, might I, well I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was claustrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I did. Um, have we had any texts? Yeah, I'm, I'm worried that the. We no, have, they are. We haven't they got the lo- power on. Well, we forgot to put the power on. We've had a couple. We've had bring back the robot newsreader. Mm. Yeah, I don't I- think we can comment on the, <laughs> on the newsreader. But I, you know when I said BBC Centre, I think that's because I, I was listening to the newsreader who, who felt like um, he was reading it all from fridge magnets. You know those fridge magnets when you could do poetry with? Yeah. You just did a word at a time. <laughs> I'm Very sure he's a lovely too. bloke. Don't get me wrong. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen in case you've forgotten. I fear they've forgotten. We had um, a text from um, somebody <laughs> called Jill, and okay. um, it says, um, "Are flash flames, re-flash flames incidents?" As an addendum, I should to explain text- that we were talking. Yeah. I think it was last week about when you're going out with someone, or it's just starting to go out, and they say or do something. It's like a little flash frame, and you think, "Oh no, it's not going to work for us." Hmm. I wanted to mention that apart from wedding bands, I can't bear jewellery on men. I'm sure Emily will back me up on that. Um, oh, wedding band? No, I'll back like you if, up to the hill. If a man's got a wedding band, surely that means that you can't be interested in him. Well, hasn't stopped well. you this morning. Um, <laughs> we had a. T- I actually had a tweet in on this subject. With a wedding band. <laughs> Can I say that before I've I have been very much affected in many years ago. I was watching Laverne and Shirley. Do you remember that oh, TV yes, program? It's I a do. spin-off from Happy Days. Mm. And Shirley, I think, whoever was the redhead, said, um, I think that was Shirley, she said, um, never trust a man in a pinky ring. Mm. Right? Uh, a pinky being a, a little finger in, in America. Um, not Never trust a man with a pinky <laughs> ring. Would be, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, if ever I see a man now with a ring on his little finger, I always think, hmm. Be careful. Can you believe my, my approach no, to people that. has been affected by something? A throwaway remark at Laverne and Shirley. Before we come to this, I'm going to have to play some music. Okay. Because I, I feel from your anticipation, it's something good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> something tells me I'm into something good. <laughs> eh? <laughs> eh? Herman's Hermits. I say Herman's Hermits. This, this is Frank Skinner. This. Absolute. Radio. 
Um, so I got this tweet. I got this tweet this week from someone called Tristan Rosenfeld. I rather like the sound of him. Yes, I like the sound of Tristan Rosenfeld. Wasn't he in an Oscar Wilde short story? <laughs> well, that's what I thought. He sounds nice. Mm. He sounds like he might have a pinky, though. He might be posh and cruel. He might be. Yeah. Yeah. My perfect <laughs> man. Um, Tristan says. Uh, yeah, his flash frame moment. <laughs> I think it depends on the balance, doesn't it? I think you see posh on one side and crude on the other, and there has to be a little bit more posh to make it Well, work. exactly, to make it worth your while. Yeah, Weren't exactly. they Spice Girls? I loved Cross Spice. Cruel <laughs> Spice would have been great. <laughs> that yeah. would have been my moniker if I'd have been in that band. Oh, if she'd have just come on and, and, and <laughs> during the course of the thing, gradually hack their head off a, <laughs> off a, off a peck of knees. Can you imagine that? <laughs> So anyway, back with Tristan. Yeah. Tristan says, um, flash frame moment when Emily called bo- the Bon Jovi track Wanted rather than Wanted Dead or Alive on this week's show. Oh, oh no. So, so obviously he, was, he had, he had a, a soft spot for you and that spoilt it. Not anymore. Oh, I feel like some yeah. terrible old mum. I, is the- I think the flash frame for him then was when he corrected you for getting a Bon Jovi song wrong, though. Correct, yeah, that's not good. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's true. I think we should maybe have a small seminar about that. <laughs> should we workshop it? Sorry, I'm very under a lot of pressure with the tribunal that Emily's bringing against me. <laughs> well, I, I, is that your statement? I'm very <laughs> under a lot of pressure. Good luck. <laughs> I've got a lot of forms to Gordon fill Ramsay's open letter. <laughs> I was... Um, I was reading about the scientists in, in the... The, the scientists. You know, the scientists. Oh, yeah. The boffins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the boffins. They... they um, they were a good name for a band, the Boffins. Oh. I'll write that down next to the uh, tongue. Oh, I'll put it in the tongue twister section. <laughs> the Boffins, as if as if that would pose any problems, tongue twister wise. <laughs> anyway, it's written. Um, yeah, they were saying that they might have got it wrong about when life started on Earth. That it might have been a bit earlier than they thought, and they, they think they're four hundred million years out. Oh. Now, if in any other profession. Mm. If, you know, if Phil the Power Taylor was, yeah. was missing by those kind of margins... If I was 400 million years late for one of our meetings... Yes. I was yesterday. You were. You were pushing 400 million <laughs> years late. Yeah, I'd certainly evolved during the time I sat in the restaurant. Anyway, um, yeah, so um, I was thinking about things that I've been wrong about for mm. a long time. You know, you can... You can oh, have, I like this You subject. can have what you think oh, you really know and then you really... One day you think, I know I was absolutely certain. Now, what sort of thing? Well, par exemple, I, I was utterly convinced for years, and I think this is something that a lot of people suffer with, that one, when you talked about the, the human uh, bone thing, when it's all joined together and forms a sort of a... Skeleton. Yeah, Skellington, <laughs> you see. I oh, was, right. I, I thought, called it Skellington until I was about 46. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody eventually said to me, because it's a, for, it's a, first of all, I hung around with a lot of people who also called it Skellington, so nobody was going to correct <laughs> Did me. Did you seriously say Skellington? Always said Skellington. And then, um, of course, when I started going to telly, I, I, I mixed with a lot of sophisticated people who knew it wasn't Skellington, mm. but they were too frightened to say anything because now I had massive power. Mm. <laughs> So they left me to my ignorance, and eventually some brave person said, "You know that's skeleton." And I said, "No, I think you'll, I think you'll find it." Oh. oh, I mean, I fought for it. That was a terrible thing. Oh, it's when you fight for it. Oh, I mean, I had a, I had a thing with. Um, I was at number ten Downing Street. <laughs> good oh start, God! A good start to any. Um, I broke in. 
they, they, no, I haven't. That's a good I'll, place to admit you've done something wrong. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, very few <laughs> inhabitants do. But I was at Number Ten Downing Street, and uh, have I got time for this story? I'll say it quickly. Uh, it was a charity do. Cher- um, Cherie was there, and Tony Blair. And Tony Blair said there was a painting of Brian Ricks. You know, Brian Ricks used to be yes, a the theatre impresario. Well, he was a he, he was in farce. He was a theatre impresario as well. Yes, I know. So anyway, um, I. Uh, I said, oh, Brian Riggs. He said, yeah, he said he was, he was here the other night. I said, I don't think he was. <laughs> oh, Brian! He said, no, he was here. He was here in front. I said, no, he, he's dead. And Tony Blair, who was the Prime Minister, <laughs> said, no, no, he was here the other night. And I said, look, obviously I don't want to argue with the Prime Minister, <laughs> but I'm telling you, he is dead. And he said... Oh. Frank, he was here. <laughs> I can't believe you had an argument with Tony Blair. I, I had a small hiatus where I thought, ooh, he called me Frank. Did he say, then, look? Did he say, look? <laughs> and he said, no, but he said, honestly, he said, I, I met him. I said, that'd be his son. His son has taken over the reins in the, char- oh. the charity. He said, no, it was, it was, it was oh. Brian. I said, I'm sorry, but I, I know for a fact he's dead. You, you know, you meet a lot of people. It's understandable. He goes, no. So anyway, um, I went home and looked it up, and of course he's alive. (laughs) And as if Tony Blair would ever lie about anything. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. The the thing was, though, uh, Brandon Flowers, Crossfire, the thing was that, you know, sometimes when you're arguing with someone and, and they contradict you, you have a bit of doubt, even oh, if you yeah, really convinced. Yeah. I didn't have any doubt, oh, and Frank. I thought I'm not. I'm going to hammer it home because I thought then when he yeah. finds out that Brian Ricks is dead, he'll think oh, bloody <laughs> out. Oops! Oh, terribly sorry. <laughs> I saw on air. Please forgive me. Anyone are we not else? allowed to say that? I don't think. Hold on. Oh, we are. <laughs> oh, God, that's good. Phew. So, um... Well, and you didn't get in touch and say, "Oh, you were right about that." No, I didn't do that. Well, that's what's made him so stubborn about the Iraq War. Do you think? I think well, Frank Skinner's not going to admit it. Yeah, but I thought, it's, I thought <laughs> we all find out that I was right and he was wrong and probably offer me, you know, some sort of, you know, something mine, a minister without portfolio, <laughs> nothing big, mm. but something like that, an Alan Sugar type, type of capacity. Anyway, I was wrong and I think Brian Ricks is still alive. Mm. God, come on, get a move on. <laughs> so, um, so if, if you were ever wrong about anything for a long time, and then, or oh, absolutely convinced, and then found out you'd been wrong. Um, text us. <laughs> on 8.12.15. <laughs> on 8.12.15. Yeah. And Frank, um, I, in fact, I had one of those the other week. Don't you remember? Because I said, we were talking about, I can't, we were talking about Nigel Havers. Oh, yeah. And I said, um, he's dead. In a very emphatic, pompous I way. I took your word. You said yeah. it so emphatically, I thought, oh, God, he's dead. It's yeah. probably made you question everything else I said, because I was absolutely convinced. I said, he's dead, of course he's dead. And then next week, there he is in his red fleece and his hat with corks on it, about to go into I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. The shame! <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how, dra- how, how low can you get the taking dead people? <laughs> he's, this is a variation. This is when one of the, the guests is going to be eaten by insects rather than the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to... Empty is decaying corpse out of a body bag into some um, cockroaches. <laughs> uh, sorry if you're having your cocoa pops this time of the day. We should change the subject on that one. I had a terrible thing with John Pertwee, you see. Oh. I was doing a TV show, um, and um, I always find at the end of the year, you know when you read something, you get like the uh, Sunday Times review of the year, and I always look through it, it says, you know, we lost them this year, and, and there's famous people who died. Mm. And there's always a few surprises for me. I think, oh, what 
God never knew that. And of course, they're the people who died while I was on holiday. Oh. Because I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't looking at the English papers. Yeah. Anyway, I'd just been away on holiday. I come back to the TV show, and I did um, a joke about finding um, John Pertwee in my boot. I can't remember what the joke was based on, but he died that week. Hmm. I had no idea, and the oh. whole audience went, "Oh!" And I thought, "What? Well, oh, yeah. that bad a joke?" Anyway, I am. Um, he's I... still dead, in <laughs> case you're wondering. <laughs> I am. Um, I didn't know that Paulie Yates had died. Like I just didn't know. Shit. When did you find out? I think I I think I mentioned her in passing. I think someone was talking about something, and I said, "Oh, I wonder what she's doing now." Oh my and god! So, well, I, in your family, they probably thought it was uh, you were mulling <laughs> over the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, when, so when did you realise she died? Um, just uh, like probably a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's good that you're doing a topical radio show. Though. <laughs> Respect. We've had um, Alistair's just texted him from Dubai. John Pertwee turned into um, Tom Baker, so he's well, he not did, really dead. Eventually, Alistair in Dubai says, "I was convinced that baked beans were made out of potato until I was 18. <laughs> I used to argue this very strongly." <laughs> <laughs> That's the keys to stick with it, to believe. Yeah. We only have this excellent. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. An old-fashioned fade. I like an old-fashioned fade. That was Martha and the Muffins. Mm. Yeah. We've had some loads of texts in, Frank. Mm. Speaking of muffins... Mm. Yes? Um, for seven years, my partner thought, because we're talking about... You know, my about... heart was in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's behaving this morning. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> we, um, you know, we... Oh, dassy old man. <laughs> we're talking about getting things wrong, aren't we? Um, for seven years, my partner thought it was a beef burger and a sausage McMuffin. He's actually said McMuffin, oh. like Skellington. Yeah, so he um, wants to watch it, taking the mickey out of his partner's yeah. house. Yeah, get your own house in order, <laughs> mate. Get your muffin. You know, actually, the McMuffin I'm worried about now, there's a G on the end. Oh, Move on. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Did that from Dean and Move on. Um, Hold wa- on, so, so how did he find, who's, who he, sorted it? He went on the internet to prove her wrong. That's the modern age. Oh. So they sort out their arguments. Yeah. Do you know what I do, guys? Do you ever do this? I recently had an argument with my sister about whether blue eyes or brown eyes were the recessive gene or dominant one. <laughs> I'm always well, we had a terrible argument. And I was going, no, I think you're fine. And as I was doing it, I was on, I was Googling, I was on Wikipedia finding it out so that I could prove her wrong. She was right. Yeah, well, what does that say about We haven't spoken you? since. Anyway. <laughs> my wife thinks all rivers flow south since school, but they said downhill. He thinks so. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, so t- t- I don't think that would be a problem necessarily to be. Could, could you be get your kayak out and find you're going in the wrong? No. Bridget it's has ridiculous. texted in to say, I was absolutely convinced that Breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey Hepburn was a remake and the original was with Tuesday World. Proclaiming in a snooty manner to my unconvinced husband, I think you'll find. <laughs> or you always say, I think you'll find. Yeah, as well. exactly. I love that. I think I said that to uh, Tony Blair when I was arguing about <laughs> Rixie, as I know, calling. <laughs> I can be a bit more um, disrespectful knowing he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a controversial one. I, oh, oh, God. Hold on, hold oh, God. On. Let's get relaxed. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel sick. I feel, I feel sick with stress. <laughs> I only found out the other day. Now, my lawyers have looked at it. At it. It's fine. Yeah, because um, I, I really rely on your lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So oh, God, I thought, I thought Ruth... We've got, we got the telly right, on. you're watching the telly! <laughs> it's on, <laughs> it's on, it's on mute. Show. It's on Just mute. amuse yourself. No, but a know. picture of Ruth Maddock come up, and I thought, oh, God, Ruth Maddock's died. Uh, <laughs> but um, they're just talking about Pontins. No, she's just, it's just quite pale makeup. No. <laughs> well, I didn't think they were showing the corpse. <laughs> For goodness sake. I only found out the other day that Alan Keyes... Good morning, mourners. (laughs) 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 Um, Good camping mourners, perhaps it should be. The Alan Keys, A-L-A-N, are actually Is that what they said at Versace's funeral? (laughs) Fine. Good camping mourners. Go on, carry on. Um, I only found out the other day that Alan Keyes are actually Alan Keyes. I think the confusion may have result from my dad being called Alan, Lauren, age 30. Called Alan, my dad Why called it Alan Keys. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it is actually, there's, I've looked on the internet and there's some confusion about this because it, you can find both versions, so I think it is Alan as in A-double-L-E-N. Is he? Mm. But I thought it was, I thought maybe it was um, aluminium. That's why it was Alan. Mm. I thought it was uh, named after Alum Rock, the <laughs> area of Birmingham. This is my. This is the best debate we've ever had. <laughs> I think I, I feel a thriving and throbbing phoning is imminent <laughs> based on the Alum Key debate. Any workmen listening? About, uh, can they text in, Frank? You no, know, you wouldn't yeah. get this, would you, on the Today programme? The old Alum Key debate? No. Yeah, to hell with it. Maybe the one show. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, there'd be a VT. It'd be a special VT. The hi- history of the Alum Key. There'd be Phil Toffler at the Alum Key Museum in Stockport. Yeah. And then they'd hold up those pictures. I don't like yeah. it when they hold up. You know those colour oh. photocopies they mount on cardboard I don't, and hold up? I don't like a mounted copy. Because there's always a bubble from where it's been there's stuck. There's always a bubble. Some researcher's been assigned the task. Weird. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. <laughs> so Jeremy Hardy has joined us in the studio. Good morning. morning. Good morning. Um, I, now, I don't wish to embarrass you or make you sound old, but when I started being a stand-up comedian, you were the man that we all kind of wanted to be. Really? Oh, God. Yeah, because <laughs> you were the real archetype. Where you, you, were, you were on telly, which no, not many comics of our kind were at the time. It was mm. all sort of Bobby Davro and... Cannon Bits of telly, I did. Yeah. I never did masses of telly. But you were, um, yeah, you're a legendary figure, I think it's fair oh, to say. So I'm listen. very happy to have you on. I've been around a very long time. Yeah, but, you know, and you're still at it, which is which is brilliant, because some of us slightly fall off the wagon and then get back on. But yeah. stand-up has been at the centre of your universe, I think it's I've fair just to say. trudged around the country for 27 <laughs> years, <laughs> oh, endlessly. Can you sound like you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great fun, especially <laughs> sitting on a train, struggling back late at night and finding there's no tube when you get in. You've had no tea and you're cold. And Believe me, it's a great life for anyone who's <laughs> listening. So you're currently on tour. I am tomorrow. Oh, tonight I'm in Folkestone, and then tomorrow I'm doing. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue dates, which I'm also doing because we're touring that as a theatre show. In case any of our listeners don't know, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. They will have known because they might not have heard it. What? It's very hard to explain. It was the original deconstructed panel show. It's been going for nearly forty years, and it was the first because panel shows used to be polite games on the BBC Home Service, and something like Just a Minute was all very, very serious. Mm. And then Clue was the first one that busted it all open. And so many things now are based on rounds of Clue. And Things right. have been nicked off. Of I us. love that you call it Clue. Can I, I know, just say that? I know. <laughs> it reminds reminds me. I was in the Fools and Horses office once, and the phone went, and the director went, "Hello, Fools." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, they call. Have I got news for you? News, don't they? Yeah, they considering do. That how much news is on the BBC is quite <laughs> yeah, exactly. quite confusing. It's yeah. quite cheeky. But nobody can remember what it's called because normally when I'm interviewed, people say yes, and you've been appearing on. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the program. <laughs> 
Which does sound like a Channel 4, with a Radio 4 quiz show, doesn't it? Yes. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the programme. <laughs> but you, you do loads of... I hear you on Radio 4 all That's the time. That's my demographic, and it's a fragile one. Another harsh winter like we've had, and I'm in real trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's where that's my home, really. I mean, I, I'm getting younger fans though coming along. It's been quite exciting recently. It might be Twitter. I've been doing Twitter to try and groom. I believe is the word younger, yeah. younger I'm, fans. I'm not sure that is the word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't got a Facebook pack. pack. Uh, what's the word? Page. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's too early in the morning. I think page you should have been all right with. I was in uh, page is an easy word. <laughs> yes. Where was I last night? Didcot. I was in last night in Oxfordshire. They've got a power station there. Is that right? Yeah, coal-fired. That's very retro, isn't it? Are you all right with that? Because I know you are... Um, I think it's fair to say you're fiercely left-wing, is that correct? Well, yeah, but t- exhaustedly fiercely left-wing, <laughs> yeah. I think we've lost. But, oh! Uh, <laughs> well, we've won the moral argument, but I think we've probably lost the political argument. This, I mean, is, quite, this is quite a big statement from Jeremy Hardy. <laughs> the left-wing has lost. Well, we have. We can't seem to get anywhere. It's up to the young people to burn down buildings these days. It's quite yes. nice to see their spirit, isn't it? Can I say that Absolute Radio <laughs> do not support the burning down of buildings? Um, unless, of course, it's Capital Radio. <laughs> my mate... Oh, for. I should say, my mate's a teacher, and he said that some of his lovely sixth formers, who are really lovely students, ended up on the top of Millbank Tower. Well, you get, you get caught up in the excitement <laughs> yeah. of it all. One, one, one person breaks the window, and everybody else thinks, oh, well, go on then. And you just sort of, it's, these things have a, yeah, have a it's bit... it's like when I had that shot at Kennedy, you know. I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, that bloke from the book thing's done it, you know. Here I am on the grassy knoll, might as well have a go, you know. The job's done. It's like saying, you know, when people eat meat, you know, it's already dead, you might as well eat it. Exactly. If it's go. already alive, you might as well kill it. <laughs> yes. Jeremy Hardy, 2010. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Working towards a mintier world with Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Jeremy Hardy's with us this morning. We were talking about um, rioting. It's topical, and yeah. uh, you've 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 had the odd uh, protest moment. Well, the most recent one was when, only about ten years ago. When I think when they were closing lots of primary schools in Lambeth, they were selling them off to, into, to turn them into luxury flats. You know the lovely old Victorian primary schools that they turn into loft apartments. We had a protest outside a council meeting in Brixton. We actually decided to storm it. And we were all sort of parents in our late 30s. <laughs> but we stormed it. And they said that, 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 that we'd broken down doors. I think a padlock got damaged in the pushing yeah. open of a door. And we stormed into this meeting. But then we didn't know what to do. <laughs> you're all standing there and you've disrupted it. And you thought, well, do we hurt somebody? No. Do we, do we sort of unfurl a big flag? We haven't got one. <laughs> so we, you know, fashion some crude weapons and decide to hold the building, and then you, so you shuffle around a bit, and then you go because <laughs> <laughs> we all had, you know, children at home and stuff. To yeah, remember. that's that's what I call a protest. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you uh, you tried to trace your family. That's yes, well, I was asked to write a book. I don't mean you. I mean your immediate family. I presume yeah, you no, know where they are. They're indoors. Yeah, but <laughs> it's quite early still. But. Um, yeah, I was asked to write a book and I couldn't think what else to do it about, so I did the family tree. Not having been asked to do the programme, I thought I'll do... Because um, my dad said you should get on the programme and I thought he meant rehab. Right. And I thought, <laughs> I thought There's no, I can't go on that. They won't ask me, I'm not famous enough. This is who do you think you are? Yeah. But when yeah. they do that, is it true that they research you and if you're not interesting enough, you Apparently, don't end up yeah. on it? People well, get I, sacked. Well, I got asked about six months ago. They said, would you want did to do you? it? And I said, yeah, yeah. Because I turned down the second series because I thought it didn't have any legs. I thought, no, it's, it's failing, this programme. Really? Yeah. No. But anyway, so I said I'd do it 
And that was six months ago. I haven't heard a thing. Maybe they found stuff about you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ten Rillington Place. I mean, that's been in the family for years. I met somebody, this was interesting, I met somebody whose mum arrived in London as an Irish immigrant in the 1950s and, and went to look for accommodation and went to Ten Rillington Place <gasps> and met Christy and thought, this bloke's a bit creepy, I don't want to stay here, and didn't. Good call. Good, very good call. Yeah. Google it if you don't know. Oh, the young people, they know nothing. <laughs> they don't know anything about mass murderers. They know nothing. Yeah, they need to. They, need they to don't get. know anything They're too about, busy writing. Yeah, they know nothing about student grants and things <laughs> like that. We had, we had it tough with our grants and free education yeah, in my day. Yeah, it's difficult, yeah. And you could stay on the doll forever then without, without being bothered. I was reading your... I liked your column in The Times the other day because I, I, I conflicted on that. I kind of think that there should be a basic level of income that everyone's entitled to in case you just want to just do nothing because there's no real harm in doing nothing is there no it's it's great because not a lot of people they want cars and fancy clothes they wouldn't they wouldn't join in so it's not like everyone would go on the dole no no i mean there were people who were who were working when i was i remember turning up to brixton brixton dole office and there were white vans <laughs> outside and stuff and people in people in overalls going in carrying hods <laughs> to sign on well yeah i mean there was a guy who used to sign on when i signed on and he, he would he was covered in coal dust. The yeah. coal, the coal, <laughs> the coal uh, truck would park outside. He'd nip in very quickly, sign on. You know, he'd leave like sooty marks on yeah. the on the on the card. You know, I mean, that I saw someone going into the job since once, pulling up in a black cab outside, which yeah. I thought was rather cool. I saw I saw Richard Branson <laughs> claiming disability living allowance. <laughs> You're just topping us there, aren't you? You win. I saw the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> Um, begging. Yes, actually begging. <laughs> actually selling the big issue. <laughs> Hit the street. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Snow Patrol spitting games. What happens at the end? He records it in the bar. <laughs> Why does he do that? It's the best place for spitting, I find. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you can just spit straight into the water and then rinse it all away. It's fine. I can't think of any spitting games. <laughs> Never very good at that. Can um, I get all my jewellery out now? Jeremy Hardy's gone. I was worried he might judge me because of all my possessions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you what I saw. Um, I, I think it's time for another in our regular series... Um, Objects in food. <laughs> For an object in food. <laughs> yeah, it's um, every now and again in the newspapers, um, a foreign object turns up in uh, in food. Can mm. I hear uh, that again, please? A, uh, okay, this, I, they hadn't heard that jingle before. I love I, it. I only did it this morning. Made my day. Foreign had, jingles we, in show. We had um, <laughs> yeah, we had Paul Robeson in to do it. <laughs> Quite cheap. For an object in food. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what? I thought Paul Ro- Robeson had died. Yes, is he not? Oh dear! Oh, well, you say I'm sure he's alive. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So this week it was um, the J cloth in the sliced loaf. Oh, I saw oh. that. Yeah. Now I see. My I always like to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, obviously, mm. what you'd think is someone is you know, they may be just wiping it in the area of the dough tray, mm. and then they think, hold oh, on, where have I put? Yeah, but I, I think it might be a sort of a 
a deliberately added gift. Because you know, I often find after a sandwich, I want to dab the corners of my mouth. Maybe go over a work surface. You know, the, the <laughs> well, a lot of crumbs, a lot of crumbs from yeah. a loaf of bread mm. need to wipe up afterwards. Oh, so it's a free gift, an internal <laughs> free gift. Well, uh, imagine like a Kinder surprise. Imagine the treat of you're having that sandwich and thinking, "Oh, I'm making a right." Me- oh, look! I don't even have to get out of my seat. Here is a J cloth. I. I think or maybe, I, Frank, one of the bakers... And when I say bakers, I think it was sort of an in-store bakery. I see white wellies and maybe a net hat. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think maybe he was an experimental chef in the kind of Heston Blumenthal vein mm. and thought he was trying it out and just thought, try the J-cloth and the bread, might be nice. Didn't work out, no one liked it, but at least he had a go. I think there's a loaf somewhere else with a bottle of Dettol in. <laughs> <laughs> Because they often go so... You know, when you said the White Wellingtons and the hair, yeah. I, I, I immediately thought Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I think every trip she did, every sort of walkabout, was always in a factory where she had to wear a hairnet and a white overall and white Wellingtons. Yeah. Maybe she was just a baker on the side. I once found uh, an Osprey in a Mintero. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was fine with it. <laughs> but... Um, on the sliced bread front, uh, do you eat the crusts of a slice? Um, yes, I do eat the crust. You see, I see the crust, I must admit, as no more than a lid. Mm. I lift the crust, I take the, the uncrusted bread from underneath it, and then um, I carry on like that. So the crust gradually... What happens is the are two crusts... Are you referring crust... to the top and bottom? They're not really the crust. The crust are the bit around <laughs> the side. What? Well, I'm talking about the, yeah, the crust, surely. The end bits. All around the... Are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about like a whole loaf that has not yet been sliced? No, I'm talking about a slice loaf. A slice, two okay. slices at either end. They're all crossed, aren't they, Bora? Oh, yes. I see. Okay. Oh, Do yes. you eat those? Oh no, you don't eat those. No. Well, why those are, they... are my favourite bits. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, you can have mine. I'll bring some in. They don't. They don't quite fit in the toaster, and that's why no, I like them. That's another annoying thing about them. They have a sort of a lip around the end, mm, and they caused by the cur- the natural curvature of the crust. Emily likes the upper crust. I think I've done that joke before. Have you? Have we been talking about loaves of bread before? Oh, I think we talk about loaves of bread every two or three weeks. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Well, it's the best thing since... Oh. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did you see um, Wayne Rooney's wash bag this week? No, I didn't. Oh, you know how footballers are always photographed? I think I'm a bit young for him, they've aren't always I? Got, they've always got... <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> Borderline. <laughs> she, um, you know when you see footballers, their hair's always slightly wet and they've got a wash bag under there. Oh, as Daisy calls them, footballers. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, he, he had the wash bag and it, had, it was a picture of him and Kai, his... Uh, his child no woman no kai i know yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and the thing is that footballers got that thing of you know if they win a trophy you get the kids on the pitch you know, and mm. I, i'm not i'm not happy with it why not i'm all for you know i love children etc i have no children of my own yes for i am barren <laughs> but um we forgot frank we can't help her yes we had a lot to do um you know some people have got children gareth I've some people have yeah emily yeah and me. We haven't. But, you know, I don't... I'm wearing mine as a brooch today. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah no, look. In the did, did you shrink it in an oven like some sort of crisp packet? Anyway... Why did you say crisp packet like Hannibal Lecter? 
I don't know, I associate Annabel Lecter with snack food. <laughs> now I'm going to shrink my crisp packets. Yeah, well, I've heard, I've heard some terms for it, Annabel. <laughs> mm, no laugh, no laugh. I can't, you can't tell with a hockey mask. So anyway, um, you know when you see people carrying their child on their shoulders? Mm. I don't, that to me, is, it's, it's always a bloke got the child on the shoulders. Oh, it's always a bloke. They're basically saying, yes, I'm fertile. Right, mm. that, that's what it's all about. Trophy it's like ba- children. It's like a badge of honour. It really is. I, and, and, and is it safe? Should they not be wearing a small uh, Well, it's, it's funny harness? you should say that, Frank Skinner, because accidents will happen, and they did happen. My father, we were in a forest in Hamburg. My father <laughs> put me on his it's shoulders. It's like a fairy tale. <laughs> it was no fairy tale. It was no picnic. He went running at full pelt. I went flying. Designer clothes ruined. Face wasn't in great shape either. My mother wasn't best pleased. Well, that would be a warning to anyone who's listening. Why was he running in a forest in Hamburg? Let's not go into that. Oh, yeah, it's the war on at the time. <laughs> anyway, I was... He um, said it's an episode of Coldage. <laughs> well, I don't have children, but I have got a lovely two-year-old Weimarana. I carried it around on, sitting on my shoulders <laughs> through Birmingham town centre. And Weimarana. people were just grimacing. Uh, you know... There's the cries of unhygienic. I mean, Vimarana. mind your own business. I don't know what a Vimarana is. You don't know what a Vimarana is. Oh, it's so. a dog. Sort of dog. There you go. Oh, <laughs> God. Jo- the joke with a slightly late footnote. <laughs> so, next week, uh, our guest is Reese Shearsmith, who we've had on before, I believe. Oh, he's one of my favourites. Is he a friend of the show? He's a friend of the show. <laughs> but not everyone is, but he is. Listen to Not the Weekend podcast on Wednesday, which is us doing uh, new stuff. Ben Jones is on next. Ben Jones has Elton John tickets to give away. You what know, did he, he do to get those? Well, I think what he did, he bought them a few months in advance <laughs> and he found, <laughs> he found he had something else on that night. And uh, he thought, eBay or just give them away on the radio show? Oh. So, um, yeah, there's a rumour going around that he's <laughs> going to be the fifth judge on The X Factor. Really? Yeah, I'm don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not one to gossip. But I'm quite excited. We've all been a lot friendlier to him since that came back, <laughs> can I just say that? So, uh, Ben will be along in a minute. Um, thank you for listening. Good day to you. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Trebor Soft Mints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolutely.